I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you. Hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, your public information officer for the Waco Police Department. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. And we are talking with one of our officers this week, uh, Officer Magdalia Gamiz. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Or afternoon. Or afternoon. And if I don't see you later, good evening, good night. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Well, Truman Show in there. Throw in the Truman Show. I like it. Okay. So, uh, Officer Gamiz, you are a patrol officer. I am. So before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, talk a little bit just about how long you've been at the Waco Police Department. Have you been an officer elsewhere? How did the career start? Yeah, so I've been at Waco a little bit over four years. I uh, My career started back in 2007, actually, in Hill County. I was an administrative assistant, and then um, we ended up getting a new sheriff, and I was able, they sponsored me to go to the police academy, and so I was sent by them. And uh, I ended up leaving there in 2012. I was also an EMT and working on the ambulance and at the sheriff's department at the same time, like weekends, working on the ambulance. And then (laughs) during the week, working at the sheriff's department. Um, And so I decided, I was like, well, maybe I'll just stick with the ambulance part of it. And I, I missed it after probably about six, seven months. I was like, no, I'm, I miss policing. So (laughs) I went back. A buddy of mine was uh, the chief at Hubbard Police Department, so I went and helped him out for a little bit, and then I came to Waco ISD, and I was there for almost five years, and I finally decided I wanted to broaden my horizons and wanted to work for a bigger department, so I came here to Waco. That's awesome, and what shift are you on? Because we've got three shifts for patrol officers, so what shift are you on? I currently work the three-to-one shift on B Group. Okay, is that the only shift you've ever worked here? Yes, okay. here. Besides on FTO, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. three to one. All right. Do you like that shift? I do. I love it. It's very busy. They say that one's the busiest, right? Yeah. Very, very busy. Oof. We There's some days that we aren't as busy, but then for the most part, we are nonstop going oh all the goodness. time. Oh, my goodness. So were you one of the people that got put there at first and then turned out you liked it, or... Through field training, did you decide that's where you wanted to go and that's what you picked? So through field training, that's okay. where I wanted to go. And then plus on top of that, then the group that I'm currently on is where I've been the entire time. Uh, the officers that were there, uh, I really enjoyed working with. So I requested like, hey, can I come back to y'all's group? And <laughs> luckily I was I was picked and I got to go back to that group. Nice. That's always nice, especially when you have like your counterparts there that you get along really well with that makes the job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Much easier. Yeah. Very good. So why? So, I mean, it sounds like that you kind of have a broad range of between sheriff, EMT, even SRO. And so kind of where did that spark come from to want to be an officer in the first place? So that started when I was a little girl and it was just I didn't really... We didn't have a lot of, you know, police come around when we were little, but I always told my mom that I wanted to be a police officer when I grew up. And, you know, so here I am uh, becoming becoming one. And, you know, my mom always talks about it, you know, saying that I always went around and told people I was going to arrest you first and, you know, (laughs) so forth and so on. And uh, so that's what it was, just being a little girl. Oh, my goodness. And then growing up, I guess, 
were you probably the only one of your friends that wanted to be a police officer or did do you remember any of that yes yes um even now i'll see some people out in the street that i graduated with and they're like oh yeah that fits you very well (laughs) 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 i was just i guess the authoritarian back when uh when i was in school and just growing up so how's it been being a woman in law enforcement because i don't have that and i will never have that perspective um it's been good you know i mean it's been good uh for the most part uh you know sometimes we go to calls and people don't want to talk to male officers and so uh you know they'll turn to the female officer and vice versa i mean you know there are some people that don't want to talk to female officers and uh you know they'll talk to your male counterpart but it's been good it really has i've enjoyed it yeah i mean you, you did start at a time where we had women's restrooms here Mm-hmm. So that's good yes. <laughs> because we yes. used to not have women's restrooms in the police tower. Long time ago. That. Yeah, long time ago. The tower or the, the tower. old facility? No, the tower. Or maybe the old facility, I guess, because we weren't in the tower okay. yet. Yes, the old facility, technically. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's just mind-boggling. <laughs> so where did they go to the restroom? So they would go into the men's restroom, but oh. like a, a man would stand outside the door. They would ask one of their okay. one of their partners this to just, This makes hey, the layout of that. Like the that weird pathway from the computers that to the sense. women's restroom, it makes it make sense because I'm like, there's only one locker room. Uh-huh. There there's go. not two locker rooms. There's only one group of showers. There's not two. Yeah. And I've walked through that building, mm-hmm. like unless they tore it down, but yeah. it sounds like they didn't. Nope. <laughs> what a time to be alive. That's right. very interesting. Yeah, we're fortunate that we get the women's restrooms yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, how cool is it, though? So 30 by 30. Uh, Chief has pledged to increase the women in law enforcement to 30%. We're about 15% just above the average. So how cool is it just to kind of be in this era to recruit more women into the field? I am excited. Uh, I think it's I think it's good. You know, I think um, it's important to have more females in a police department. Um but I'm excited. I'm excited. Hopefully we get to go out and help out and, you know, do whatever it is to recruit and, uh, you know, answer any questions. Because I know a lot of ladies and uh, females who don't know, you know, what they're getting into sometimes. And having someone who isn't who works currently uh, on the street would definitely help out in answering their questions yeah. and making them feel more comfortable. The Waco Police Department Crime-Free Housing Program is designed to build a partnership between police and owners or managers of rental properties to keep drugs and other illegal activity off property. This program calls on management to make steps toward providing a clean and safe living environment for the citizens of Waco by asking them to spend a little time and a little money to benefit their residents. This will also benefit the property managers as well. For more information on the crime-free housing program, visit the Waco Police Department website at wacopolice.com. So I'm trying to think of a way to ask this and not automatically speak poorly of your other agencies because I'm, I, don't, I don't think you've mentioned anybody that I've heard anything bad about. But your perspective, having worked with other agencies and then coming to Waco, to me it seems like Waco is just like, leaps and bounds ahead of the national average and and in our efforts of trying to get women here. How is it different or what have you experienced? Because you've also gone to a couple of things. I think the thing up in Fort Worth for women in law enforcement where yes. you've talked to other agencies and, and groups. Like, 
what are your thoughts on Waco versus outside of Waco from what you've seen or experienced? Um, so from what I've experienced, uh, I've every, so with me, like every department that I've gone to, it's like a step up. Um, the sheriff's department where I started, there was only two females that actually were deputies. Wow. Compared to, I wanted to say there was about 30 male officers, you know, and that was including the sheriff and the chief deputy and whatnot. Um, and then of course at Waco ISD, when I got there, um, there was only one or two female officers. Um, so it's, it's been a step up. It's been, it's been great. Um, I like working with other female officers, right. Um, and you know, just being there and supporting each other. Um, but as far as like other agencies, I wouldn't be able to tell you, you know, like, yeah. Um, the women in law enforcement conference, I know you mentioned, um, that was actually pretty neat. Um, you know, there was tons of women there from multiple agencies throughout the state, um, and different just areas. And it was, it was nice getting to know, you know, people from other departments. Nice. Uh, we didn't really go into detail of, Hey, you know, what's, what's up with your department or anything like that. But okay. Or I guess, I mean, a, a good question might be like how you've seen it evolve through, through since 2007 when you started. So I definitely see a lot more push for female officers. Um, and it's, I see, I, I'm guessing from 2007 to now, I've, I've seen a lot more officers that uh, decide, more females that decide to come into the field. Um, some of them leave because they, you know, it's like, oh, I don't know that it's for me. Um, but I do see that there's a lot more female officers um, coming into the field. How interesting is it to be like, a? I guess, because the officers know that people are watching them and, and mm-hmm. some are looking up to them, but, but just being a role model, I've heard a lot of officers say that they don't necessarily, not that they don't see themselves as a role model, but they kind of forget or they just, they don't really notice how big of a role model they are. And I feel as far as you as a female goes, it's that role model, the, the portrayal is just even bigger. Have you ever thought about that or kind of what that, how that sits with you? You know, I never, I never have. I mean, I had, you know, throughout my career, I've had a lot of people that have been my role model. I had my very first one was a female uh, deputy and she, I was like, you know, I want to be like her. Um, <laughs> she was great. And uh, so that's why I'd made that decision that I was like, hey, you know, can y'all send us or, you know, started inquiring about getting sent to the police academy. Um, I, I get told you know, from people around me that are like, hey, you know, people look up to you. And I'm like, I question it, like, why <laughs> or, or who? Um, not, you know, not saying anything bad or anything like that. But um, it's just, I, I like it. You know, I tell everybody, even the new people that come in, you know, if you have any questions, you know, feel free to come to me or send me a message. Um, you know, I'll do my best to answer it. And if I don't know the answer, of course, I'll get it for you. Um but I do. I mean, I, I like it. Uh, I, at one point, was an FTO, um, and then I decided to leave it when I got pregnant with my daughter. So <laughs> I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know how much time I'm gonna have. You know, shuffling a baby and then coming to work and sure, sure, having I'd, someone else to you know be there and ask you questions and right. nonstop. Right, right. 
And yes, uh, you said that you had a daughter. So you, if you guys hear some jingling in the back, that is that is who that would be. <laughs> That's our morning entertainment. It is. And we are totally okay with it. Yeah. Crime Stoppers is an organization which bridges the gap between law enforcement and the community so together we can solve crimes in our neighborhoods. Crime Stoppers encourages the community to assist in the fight against crime by overcoming the two key elements which inhibit community involvement, fear and apathy. Crime Stoppers allow citizens to anonymously submit tips. Tips can get you up to a $2,000 reward if it leads to an arrest or solves a crime. Tips can be submitted by calling 254-753-HELP, which is 4357, visiting WacoCrime or downloading the P3 app. Remember, tip submission is always anonymous and can lead to a reward of up to $2,000. She's adorable. <laughs> Thank you. And she's warming up to me. She smiled a second ago. I don't know if you guys caught that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, so, so don't mind the, the keys jingling in the back, but that would, that would be her. Um, how, how important is it to, you have a daughter? So how important is it to just show that strength and being a role model for her? How important is it as a mom? It's very important, um, you know, uh, just growing up in this world and how it's changing. I just, I want to make sure that I am a good role model for my daughter. Um, I do have an 18-year-old son, and so he, uh, he's, he's kind of liked and not liked me being a police officer just growing up, uh, more so because I wasn't always there, right, as he's growing up, um, as he was growing up. So, um, but I've. I think it's good. I think I, I, I like it, and I think it's a good – it'll be good for her, you know, yeah. because I'll always be able to know what she's doing and what she's getting into, <laughs> especially with everyone who knows us around town. So, <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I was going to ask about navigating that mom work life, especially as an officer. Being a mom and, and working a full-time job is hard enough, um, and I feel like being a police officer can add that extra level of stress to it. And you've done it once, and now you're doing it again. Yes. So I guess you've kind of maybe been able to manage that balance a little bit. I have. At first it was kind of like, oh, man, what was I thinking, right? Um, but as she's getting older, it's it's become a lot more easier, very manageable. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So would you have any words of advice for a, a woman looking to get into law enforcement, potentially with young children, or like getting to that point in their life where they want young children and that's their biggest discouragement. It's like, I, won't, I don't think I could be a mom and a police officer. Obviously, it's possible because you're not the only one here. But, like, do you have any words of encouragement for someone thinking about that? You know, if you're, if you're wanting to come into law enforcement and you, or if you're already here and you have questions, you know, just do it. You know, it's, it's manageable. I know a lot of people say you're never going to be ready for a baby. And it's, it's true, you know, <laughs> financially and, you know, whatever comes with it, right? Um, but it's manageable. Um, you just have to get used to the schedule. And I think also what helped me too was I was always staffing. And so I, I was used to very little sleep. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's very manageable and do it. Don't let anything stop you. Yeah. Yeah. And for those that don't know, staffing is like picking up extra shifts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Coming in on day shift and helping them out. Okay. Yeah. okay. Very good. And even even though you like three to one better, you still came in and helped day shift. I did, I did. <laughs> Everybody was always expecting it, I guess per se, on the yeah. RV group. Okay, well that's good. I mean, it's good to to help out when you can, definitely. So I want to play a new game with I our, have read these questions. With our officers, it's fun, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. 
So, two truths and a lie. Have you done this before? No. Okay. You've never done this before? No. <gasps> really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, okay. you tell us two truths and one lie. Okay. We have to figure out what the lie is. Okay. You'll, you'll tell us if we're right. And I'm sure questions will come up after that. But, okay. <laughs> so, two, I'm so excited. I am, too. I can't believe you've never done this before. No, I never have. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, have you thought about them? No. You haven't? No. <laughs> I thought that y'all were going to be asking me the questions. No. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Take a second, take a second and think for a little bit. Oh my bit. goodness. A little bit, yeah. Take okay, a second okay, and okay. think for, for just a second. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay, I think I got something. Got I something? think so. Okay. Okay. All right. Trying, okay, ready? Okay, two, th- two truths and a lie. Go ahead. Okay, so I am the only child. <laughs> Um, I just say things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm the only child. Um, I grew up north of here, not here in town. And then I was born in Mexico. I'm going to say the lie is that you grew up north of here. I'm going to say that the lie was you were born in Mexico because that was the only one you didn't look directly at one of us for. You, like, your <laughs> eyes were all over the place. You played officer on her. She was like looking off to the left. I was born in Mexico. <laughs> so you got it right. Oh, I did? Really? <gasps> Hold on. What did I say? That you grew up north of here. Or, yeah, that you grew up No, I actually told you two lies and one truth. I'm terrible. I'm terrible Ooh, at this Okay, game, let's y'all. figure out what oh. the second lie was. Second, so second lie, that you were born in Mexico? No. You were born in Mexico. I was. So that's the truth. And the other two are lies? <laughs> yes. I'm so wow. sorry. So you're the only child. The master of deception over here. Yeah. That was I'm good. Sorry. That was cold hearted. You that stared us down good. for the lies. You did stare us down for the lies. <laughs> Dang. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So, no. I actually am. I have three brothers. Okay. And I was born in Mexico. Okay. Very nice. When did you move to the States? Uh, when I was two. Okay. My parents brought me over. And do yeah. you speak Spanish? I do. Right. I do. I speak, write, and, and read it. Yeah. Really? That's so cool. <laughs> yes. I wish I kept up on that more in school. I wish they taught it more. Yes. I wish they actually yes. taught it, and I took it seriously. Yeah. Because they didn't, I don't know, it was just like, we're going to watch Telemundo today. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what they're saying. How's that going <laughs> to teach me anything? Just watch. This will help. Right. Yep, yep. Right. Well, the Spanish, so I actually... When I went to school, I actually took Spanish all through high school. Um, but the Spanish that they speak there is not really the same. Mm-hmm. It's the Spain Spanish. And we okay. speak more of a like a slang Spanish coming from Mexico. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. How has that helped you working the streets? It's helped a lot. Um, I translate a lot. So um, I'm actually one of the only, well, now on my group, I'm the only female and the only translator Oh my goodness. on my group. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, I need a translator. Hey, I yeah. need a translator. So I'm going... You know, nonstop. Oh, yeah. How busy can that get sometimes? It can get very busy. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, we'd have to hold a call to for someone to go and translate for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it can get pretty busy. Did you ever realize growing up how important uh, being bilingual would be in your career? Or, like, did they talk about that growing up? I know they talk about that when I was in school, but it wasn't, but it still wasn't drilled into our brains like it should have been. Do you want to help solve crime in your neighborhood? Well, the Neighborhood Camera Initiative is something you might want to sign up for. 
Ring doorbells, Nest cameras, and all the other camera security systems installed on homes and businesses that are facing public areas are tools that could help our officers solve very important crimes. By signing up your camera or cameras in the Neighborhood Camera Initiative, it allows our officers' knowledge to where these cameras are, and if a crime had happened, it could have possibly saw the incident in question. You can sign up your camera on the City of Waco website at wacopolice.com. You know, when I was growing up, no, it really wasn't, you know, um, I knew that it would be, it would be good, right? But it was never really drilled as, oh, that's going to be really, really important, right? Um, and now I'm glad, you yeah. know, because I, I run across a lot of people who, uh, who, who, whose parents didn't teach them Spanish. Um, and they're like, oh, I wish I knew. I wish yeah. I knew Spanish because it's very helpful. Mm. It's very helpful now. Yeah. I like that. <gasps> She's talking. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but she's so <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. Well, next time we'll do two lies and a truth. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Let's get, so, only child. No, or not, no, not, no, I not only child. I have three brothers. Not only child, three brothers. <laughs> yes. And are they police officers, or are they in, in a crazy field like you are? No, <laughs> I'm the only one. They, you oh know, they goodness. stuck with the... One's uh, one's in realty. Uh, the other one is uh, he works in sales, and then the other one makes dentures. <laughs> okay, nice. all right, very yeah. good. So you're, you're kind of like the eclectic one over there. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So how was it when you kind of told your family, oh, "I'm going to be a police officer. I'm, I'm going. I'm going for it." They were very supportive. Um, they were very supportive. They always knew that you know I was going to be in some kind of. I wouldn't say crazy field, but some kind of, you know, field not sitting in an office, mm -hmm. you know, not being, um, which I'm not saying anything bad about that. I'm, I'm not saying yeah, anything bad. What are you, what are you bad. insinuating here? <laughs> nothing, nothing, y'all, nothing. They just knew that I was always um, very, um, oh, what can I say? Always wanted to just be on the go, right? Say, yeah. um, and not just... Yeah. Secluded, I guess, right. sitting and answering phones or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I yeah. like it. So are they older, younger? Are you in the middle? I have two older and one younger. Okay. okay. Were they, like, really protective? Or because of what you were just saying, were they just kind of like, just be safe? Yeah, they were so, they, they were protective some. Um, but then they also knew, like, growing up in school, everybody knew not to mess with me because I have three brothers. <laughs> my brothers would come after you. Oh, my God. Um, and so everybody knew. Everybody knew us. Um, and even now, I mean, they're still pretty. They make sure everyone's okay and make, even me, you know, they'll, if something, some major incident happens, they always message and, are you okay? So. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's great to have family that, that supports and, and backs you for sure. Absolutely. Have you, so you talked about being an FTO, which is a field training officer, and those are officers that kind of help our recruits um, or our, our rookies uh, kind of learn the, learn the streets and, and learn the job out in the field. What is probably one of the most exciting things that you got to do as an FTO, um, being able to, you know, kind of help and train someone else? Um, I think that was that was the exciting part to me is just being able to train and, you know, make sure that someone knew, you know, the ins and outs of the job um, and how to get around the city of Waco <laughs> because it can be tricky. Yes. It can be very tricky. Especially when you're not from here. 
Oh my yes. gosh, these roads, they, listen, coming from Arizona where everything's on a grid, it's not good here. It's, it's not good here. It's I'm like, on a grid. You just got to think like, okay, if I was intoxicated making this grid, these lines would connect, but then they also would like 90 degree <laughs> divert. Or for, The big thing is the 45 degrees. That's what throws me off. Yep. It's like, yep. how do we have Austin parallel and intersect Waco Drive at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns into 42nd. It goes from a name to a number when yeah. you cross the street. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you yeah. got Waco North and. Oh, yeah. North. Oh, jeez. That, <laughs> that one's still kind of annoying, but I've come to accept it i guess honestly that's yeah. probably like the one thing and i and I, I guess i would i would learn if if i was an officer but honestly that's one thing they dispatch would be like hey you're going to this location i'd be like i need to gps that i'm <laughs> i apologize i'll be there in an extra 10 minutes because yeah. i gotta figure out where this is <laughs> yeah yeah i gotta figure out is it waco north or is it regular north exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so were you one of the ftos that let their pos use a map like a phone map or a tom tom or whatever or were you like, nope, you got to use the map book that doesn't have the streets from the last 10 years? So I actually allowed my, or I allowed them to use the the computer okay. map. And it's like, all right, look, 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 look real fast. And then it's like, all right, shut it down. Okay. You oh know, <laughs> which, you know, if, if, if I knew that they were going the wrong way, I would tell them what way to go or whatnot. But she knows where to go. <laughs> <laughs> These idiots, who doesn't know how to get around town? <laughs> Even I do. Oh, my goodness. She was excited there for a second. Yeah. She's, she's upset that we didn't include her. <laughs> hey, the fourth seat is open. I'm just saying. Exactly, exactly. She'd pull the microphone down. <laughs> well, what's one thing that you wish people knew about law enforcement or just remembered as they saw you guys on the streets? What's something that you just you wish people knew about the job? Um, I just wish that I know that we we have a, a black eye currently within you know the whole nation you know policing in general. Um, I just you know I I just want them to know that we're in, we're here for the better of them. We're not you know we're not here to hurt them. You know we're here to do a job of course, but we're here because of a calling. And in in me my opinion is is ninety. Uh, the most of us, you know, are here for the better of the community. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, all of our officers, you're, you're a police officer because you have a heart to serve, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Officer Gummies, thank you so much for joining us and bringing a really special guest. Out of all the toys we gave you, you pick a phone and keys. Yes, yes. <laughs> the ones that make the most noise. Exactly. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Officer Gummies. We appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in on this week's episode of Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And I'm Officer AJ Smith, the Crime Stoppers Coordinator for McLennan County. Have a good one, Waco. Till next time. Waco PD on the Beat. The heartbeat serving 